Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. Whatever you name and claim and proclaim is what what you're going to manifest. And so, uh, you know, I learned very early on um, this staying in the stinking thinking or the verbal vomit uh, that is not going to do anything, and it's going to it's going to hold you hostage. So the big questions are these: How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and today I am super excited to be talking with Dr. Tracy Jones. She is the author of eight books and counting. She's the president of Tremendous Leadership. She's known for her leadership expertise. She challenges her audiences to bravely embrace their challenges and take all the important steps toward having a meaningful um, change in their personal and professional lives. I'm super impressed that she is a graduate of the Air Force Academy, 12 years as an officer, as a civilian. She built her impressive career as a corporate fixer. She's worked with Northrop Grumman and the National Security Agency and all kinds of incredible things. She has a PhD in leadership and an MBA in global management and so much more that we're going to be talking about. Welcome, Tracy. Rebecca, thanks so much. It is an honor to be here with you today. Thank you. And I, I want to know more about your background and the challenges that you had to overcome in order to have this incredible and impressive career that you have had. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, you know, I grew up um, like you did with some pretty wonderful figures in our lives, uh, primarily some really strong male figures. And they pretty much taught me early on, you do you, and if somebody doesn't respect or like you, you find somebody that does. So I was always really brought up. My father was a motivational speaker. And so I tell people that was like a cross between boot camp and a sitcom. So everything was always very driven, but very purposeful. And being a motivational speaker, he ate problems for breakfast. Okay. If you didn't have problems, then you were dead. You weren't living. So nobody cried, no crying, no thumb sucking about problems because this makes you a stronger, more resilient person, not just for yourself, but so you can be with other people and be a blessing or a mentor to them. So I was a pretty wild, wild upbringing. He took all the TVs out of the house when we were teenagers. Cause he's like, you need to read, work, volunteer, play sports. You're not going to watch the boob tube and get your head infected. And uh, like, no Gilligan's was- Island for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and this before there was even trash on TV. He's just like, Hey, 
you should be learning, you should be doing. But that being said, um, it was really incredible. I also had the benefit, the privilege of sitting under some of the greatest leadership experts of all time. You know, Norman Vincent Peale, Zig Ziglar, um, Og Mandino, listen to them as a child. And so, and these wonderful men and women that were very entrepreneurial and were, were very much, uh, you know what? You do life the way you want it. And you're, you're never a failure until you blame somebody else. And so, I just really went for it. And I was a middle child. So I've always been kind of a, let's just try it. So, I mean, I didn't think I was going to go into the military, but I got an appointment to the military academy. So of course, being kind of open to trying new things, I'm like, let's give it a shot. And I loved it and spent 12 years in the military. And then I had the opportunity to work in high tech and defense. And uh, now I'm back running running a publishing company. So um, I think the challenge for me is really honing my focus and my singularity because I'm very adaptable. I'm tenacious as all get out. And I don't care if somebody tells me, Hey, are you, you're a woman. You're not supposed to be here. That doesn't even, I don't even hear that. I'm like, yeah, well that that's your opinion. So, um, my real challenge has been getting really clear on what I can bring, what I can be best known for. And so that's for listeners out there that are kind of struggling with that. That that's the one thing that, that really is a challenge that I constantly have to overcome. I love that. And I, I want to go back to something you just said very quickly in passing, but so powerful, which is you're not a failure until you blame someone else. I love that because one of the things that I tell people in my webinars, I do this free webinar on the three must-have secrets to communicating with the narcissist. And at the beginning, I say, I say like, you're, you're in the right place if these are things are true. And you can go ahead and leave now if, you know, and then I, I list like five things. And one of the things is if you think you're a victim and you're always going to be a victim, this is not the place for you <laughs> because this is the place to learn how to be empowered and you have to feel like you're going to be able to have that. So talk about that mentality and that mindset and how important that is in finding motivation in crisis, which uh, is our topic for today. Well, one of my favorite books, uh, you know, there's probably 10 books in my life that have just, I just constantly go back to and read. It's called Hung by the Tongue. And uh, Francis P. Martin wrote it. It's a little trade paperback, uh, a very faith-based because it's as a man thinks in his heart, you know, what, what's coming out of your mouth is a manifestation of what is in your heart. And this little book really helped me get oriented towards um whatever you name and claim and proclaim is what, what you're going to manifest. And so, uh, you know, I learned very early on um, this staying in the stinking thinking or the verbal vomit uh, that is not going to do anything. And it's going to, it's going to hold you hostage. And when you stop, I love how you talk a lot about in your, in your podcast about, Hey, this person is hurting you. They're still hurting you. Why doesn't God come zap them? How can people believe this awful person? And when you stop thinking about them, trust me, they're in their own personal hell and there'll be much a much bigger price to pay for them someday. When you let that go and say, thank God I got out of this and you just move toward the healing perspective and don't sit there and say, why me, why me, why me? Uh, believe me, for every bad thing that's happened to you, there are people that would give their right arm to have your life. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's really, um, Norman Vincent Peale has a great line and he says, you know, the thing about problems isn't that they exist because it's a fact, it's like death and, and, you know, 
death and taxes. But when you have a proper perspective of problems and that they are there to make you live and actually the more problems you have, the more alive you are, that's when you really resonate and realize such a slight perspective. But you you get to be the author and the finisher of what you allow in your head. And I can't answer for what else somebody did for me. They will have to answer for that. All I can do is answer for me. So that has just been really empowering. And um, it took me many decades to get there because probably like a lot of your listeners out there, when you're in that point of pain, but the sooner you let it go, the sooner you can move out of the wilderness. Okay, so that's what I tell people. Please don't wallow. Please don't seek revenge. Please don't murmur because you allow the toxins and toxicity to stay in you. Get rid of it. It's not going to change a thing. And Norman Vincent Peale said, anxiety is the greatest virus of all time. It's not COVID. It's this anxiety and stress that'll kill you. And so I love that you're addressing that and letting people know. No, yeah, there are awful people out there. And guess what? There will always be awful people out there. But, but, you don't be one of them and you thank God that you saw them for who they were and then you move on and you never do what they yeah, do to anybody else. I love that. And, and you know, my dad used to say the percentage of idiots per population is the same wherever you go. I, and, you know, I think about that all the time because I'm like, okay, there's that percentage right there and they are. I'll, I'll find my people elsewhere, you know. It, yeah, it it, is. It's just, you know, yeah. I, I like what you're saying because you're basically saying, hey, these people exist. They're, they're never not going to exist. Um, and you know, unfortunately they, you know, whoever they're around, they're going to make those people miserable because they're miserable inside. So if you're in their space, then you get to be the collateral damage. And, and so understanding that it's really about them, it's not about you and not taking that personally, but that is so hard to do when you're in that crisis, when they're saying you are the problem, there's something wrong with you. And, and, and you feel like, especially if you have unhealed stuff going on inside of you, I mean, maybe you could address that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And you know, somebody said this to me because I would be like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe this is happening to me. And, um, you know, one of the things somebody said to me is, and I do prison ministry. One of the guys in my prison that's in, in, in jail for life said this to me. He's like, Tracy, hurt people, hurt people. And I'm like, you know, you're right. Um, the other thing is you don't know as much as we like to judge because we're, we're all perfect and everybody <laughs> else is the idiot, right? You still don't know the motivation of that person in there. And I know you deal with people that have a serious character malformation where there is a little bit of evil in there, but there are other people that as a result of their wounds, their mother wounds or father wounds, somebody telling them whatever, they're carrying around so much uh, damage as well too. So I think that really the important part is to realize, um, get smart in recognizing them and realize that, that when you come into their orbit, uh, be very intentional about cutting him off. I always think about Aesop's fable with the frog and the scorpion. And, you know, the frog wanted to go, uh, the scorpion wanted to ride on the frog's back across the pond. And the frog looked at him and he's like, um, no way, you're a scorpion. You're going to sting me as soon as we hop out in the water. And uh, the scorpion says, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because if I sting you, then we both drown. And I want to get to the other side. I want to live. And so sure enough, the frog lets him jump on his back. He hops out into the water. And right after the second hop, 
bam, the scorpion stings him. And he's sinking, the, the frog is sinking him and he looks at him and he goes, why did you do that? And the scorpion looks at him and says, because it's in my nature. And I think we just have to realize and not say, why is it, um, you know, I have a very a faith-based perspective, so I understand that we're all fallen. And, you know, the heart of man is wicked. Who can know its ways? Um, but I think it's kind of a ridiculous question to say, why is it out there? It just is. And find, be aware of it. Um, I have to say when people, I've been in a lot of male-dominated fields, and people would say, well, Tracy, you know, did you get pushback? Is it the glass ceiling? And I'm like, I wouldn't call it a glass Ceiling. I call yeah. it a jackass ceiling. And that there's just <laughs> there's jackasses everywhere. So you stay away from them because for every jackass I meet, there's a hundred other people willing to advocate and promote me. So I tell people, stop giving them so much of your time and energy. And I know you're probably in legal battles. Friends, I've been there. Pay it, get it done, move on, cut that cord, and and reclaim yeah, yourself. Yeah, I, I just was thinking, as you said, the glass ceiling. I'm like, well, we'll just go outside because there's no ceiling out there. I mean, just find a different place. Break free. Yeah, you don't have to work for an idiot. There's plenty of them, but you don't have to work for an for an idiot, you know. And but there are a lot of them out there. One of my other favorite books is called Snakes and Suits, and it's written by two PMDs about when psychopaths and sociopaths go to work, and they hang out in corporations because they're very charming and they can. So I don't want you to go around looking at everybody like they're there to get you, but just just be be very aware and um, trust your instinct. And uh, we all make mistakes and get taken by them, but that's okay. Give yourself grace and then yeah, move on. Yeah, absolutely. And you also talk about like finding your people, you know, like finding, how do you go about doing that? I mean, sometimes it's so hard because you feel so isolated when you're dealing with these. Yeah. I love it. Well, Rebecca, that's, you can't get, you can't get it right without the right people. And my father would always say that you're going to be the same person five years from now, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. So we have to be very intentional about going out and finding the right people. Typically, we do not have the space for this because we have assembled too many of the wrong people. And I'm going to tell you who the wrong people are because about five years ago, I was done. I was going to put all my pieces in my game box and say, I don't feel very tremendous and I don't think people are tremendous. And how can I be in a business of motivation if I can't stand people, you know? And so what I really did was I read another book. Imagine that Henry Cloud's book, Dr. Henry Cloud, The Power of the Other. Uh, change my life because he talks about there's different quadrants of people. And I had all the, I had tons of people in my life, but they weren't the right people. They weren't the ones advocating for me. I had people that just were space holders, acquaintances, anybody on social media, you have a lot of people on there. I had the people that were syrupy sweet that told me what I, what they thought I wanted to hear, not what I needed to hear, the yes people. And I had the, the, the haters. And because I was like, I have to defend myself. And what Henry Cloud talks about is bringing along these people that are advocating for you and want your success more than even you want it. And Rebecca, you and I got connected due to a tremendous advocate, yes. Mark Victor Hansen. So when you meet these people, they're like your guardian angels, your benefactors. They're just there. And people say, where are they? And I'm like, they're there, but you have blocked seeing them 
because you're operating from a place of hurt. Uh, Number two, you probably haven't reached out and asked them for a connection or help. And number three, you probably haven't authorized them. So we have to relinquish the pain um, and, and not when somebody offers to help us keep going back and revisiting but this, you, Tracy, you don't know how it is. I know how it is, friend. I'm trying to help you. Are you going to let me help you or are you not going to let me help you? And so like you said, when you're entering that course, so they're out there, um, reach out. Mark Victor Hansen has a great book called Ask and advocates love to be asked. They want to help you. They are more successful than us. And so they have this compulsion to just open as many doors as possible to people like us. Yeah, but you got to clean house. You got, you got to get rid of, because the other stuff will zap your time. They're emotional vampires, or you're just scrolling through stuff on Facebook. Who cares? Do you even know these people? Do you even get, no, clean it off until you get in a healthier place. Coming up more on negotiate your best life with Rebecca Zone. You must get quiet and you must get really honest with yourself and say, Hey, do I really want to get out of here? And if I want to get out of here, what is the one lever that I'm going to pull today to start a forward momentum to get me out of where it was? Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe, private environment online, or it can even be through phone, chat, or text. They help you with any issue that you have, including depression, stress, anxiety, toxic relationships, sleeping, or trauma, basically anything you can think of. And if you don't click with your therapist, you can get a new counselor at any time. They're available worldwide and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's truly affordable for my listeners. If you're interested in this online counseling service, why not get started today? Just head to betterhelp.com forward slash Rebecca Zung to fill out the questionnaire and get started. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Rebecca Zung. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. And the neuroscience answer for that is most people prefer to manage disappointment versus mastering change. So even though they don't like it, they have become comfortable in that environment. And to the human brain, their comfort zone equals safety. So you could be miserable and safe, abused and safe. You could be um, somebody that wants change, but remaining consistent where you know what the outcome is to the human brain is a safe place. And now we return to today's show. Totally. I totally agree. And 
How do you start? You know, you talk about, you, you know, creating your inner voice and finding that motivation. I mean, you're in the middle of this chaos. You're trying to navigate your way. It feels so dark. Where do they start? I think you start first of all, um, there's a physical component to this. You know, we are still flesh and bones and your body's a temple. So I really think you need to get to a place where you are clear-minded, level-headed, sober, sleeping, and um, not indulging in um, unhealthy habits because everything that we do and put into our body is really going to affect that. So reclaim your health first and foremost. It's really hard to get to a space of empowerment when you, when you're uh, not when you're treating your body like a trash can, okay? So take care of that because you cannot believe when you regain listen. What does anybody say no matter how successful they are? If you don't have your health, you really have nothing. So I would really go back and you're probably stressed and tired. Do what you can um, to get back in there and reclaim your health. Uh, the next thing is I really think you need to take stock, like we said, of what voices you have that you're listening to, you're lending an ear to. And then thirdly, I think you really need to get silent with yourself. What you need is already in you. And that's why I remind people, it's not outside of you, it's in you. It's just been covered up with layer of nonsense and pain and our negative self-talk and all the crap going on in here. So just get in a place, either Sabbath, journal, meditate, yoga, whatever it is, you must get quiet and you must get really honest with yourself and say, hey, do I really want to get out of here? And if I want to get out of here, what is the one lever that I'm going to pull today to start a forward momentum to get me out of where it was? And Rebecca, let's be honest. A lot of people thrive and love the drama. I, I do not understand that. I'm not wired that way, but that's where you really have to get honest with yourself and say, hey, Let's do it. And then you pick up great books, listen to your podcast, reach out to you, take a course. Then you get the tools to start making the change. But until you are intentional about wanting and knowing that that's it, I'm not living in the past anymore. Until you get that spark, that internal source of combustion, you can offer everybody in the world, I can give you a million free books and a million free seminars. If you're not picking up what's being put down, you're not going to you're not going to yeah. change. I mean, and I, 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 I was thinking about what you were saying about some people are just wired to, they're almost like addicted to the drama or addicted to the chaos. And, and so it's like, they know it's terrible for them and they know they hate it, but they can't figure out a way to break that pattern, to break that cycle. Because I think sometimes it started even in their childhood, you know, maybe oh, one of Oh, yeah, gosh, I mean, one of, of their parents right. was a narcissist or something happened to them where, you know, they felt like maybe I deserve to be treated this way. Maybe this, you know, not not on mm -hmm. a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, you know, on a conscious level, they know right. it's wrong. And they're telling everybody, oh, my God, this person is treating me this way and this is so horrible. But on a subconscious level, maybe they feel somewhere deep down inside that they they're supposed to have it this way or uh, they don't they don't True. deserve any more than that so right. so how do you start to create right. an inner voice and motivation during that time of crisis that is healthier right well that's 
Right. Well, that's what you talked about there. It's a term in leadership literature called personal agency. So you are your own best advocate. Nobody can defend and motivate the self like the self. That's why we sell self-discipline, self-awareness, self-esteem, self-respect. It's how you feel about you. And so for that, I truly would get into, there's so many unbelievable books out there to really help you unpack. What is it? What is this? What is this thing that's blocking you from pulling off the lens and seeing how unbelievably brilliant and that you have the God seed in you, what is blocking that? And it is a it is a journey. Um, and I still go back to a narcissist is a narcissist is a scorpion. And I would ask you, because you're the expert in it, the thing about the, why narcissism is so difficult is because they will not ever acknowledge, no way, Jose, that they have that they are the issue. So now we're talking about the people that are dealing in the wake. And those people, like I said, the, there's, there's some great books. You've got the course. Um, but get around other people that maybe, uh, I would Google blogs about how people have broken free and just really talk to them about the journey. Because remember, people have come out of this and they found love again and they've reclaimed their wealth and their health and you can do it too. It's just a matter of really going out there and and finding those people and learning from what they did. But you have to really say, uh, there's two things. Uh, Number one is you have to see value in it. Number two, you have to have a reasonable expectation of success. So if anybody out there is listening and saying, I see value in it, but I just don't know if I could do it, then they really need to work with somebody, perhaps a coach to unpack, why not you? Of course you can. This is terrible, but people have overcome really terrible things and you can do this. So I would recommend getting with somebody, maybe one-on-one to help them work through that journey. And once you pull off that first uh, boulder that seems so huge, the beauty of fear is the minute you shine a light on it, it just dissolves and you realize, seriously, this is what I've been scared of for all these years. And just know that that's just on the other side of you and it's there. And if you stay on the path and it is a process, you will get there. Yeah, I always, I, I love that. And I always think about, as you were talking about facing your fear, I, I always liken the narcissist or even your own fear that's going on that you're conjuring in your mind to the bully in uh, A Christmas Story. I don't know if you've ever read or seen that movie, but you know how yes. Ralphie's like constantly being bullied by this kid uh, with, with orange eyes or whatever he had, yellow eyes. And, um, and so every day he's on his way home and the kid is taunting him and teasing him and he's like trying to go a different direction and trying to go around him and oh my God, there he is. And one day he just had had enough. He'd had a bad day. And so he, you know, I guess he, his, he didn't get the grade he wanted on this essay and all these things are happening. And he's just like, here, here comes the guy and he's like, this is not the day. That's it. I, I'm done. He fights back. He, beats the kid to a pulp to the point that, you know, his mother had to pull him off. The kid gets up, the bully, he's crying, he's snot everywhere, he's running away, and and he never bothered him again. And he realized, hey, he mm-hmm. was the one with the, the, the fear, he was the one with the problem. And yes. that, it went away after that. I love it. 
I love it. And that's, that's such a great point because a lot of times I work with people and I'm like, okay, define your goals, define your goals. But we go back even before that. Look, something's stopping you from wanting your goals. Anybody listening to this podcast is goal-oriented. I tell people, let's target, define your fears. What is it that you're walking around? What real or perceived lie are you telling yourself? And rationalize, get rationalized, okay? And so then we back it up and say, let's unpack the fear because I can't help you move forward until I find out what's holding you back. And that's a really wonderful um, exercise to really look at and say, because then, and then I would really recommend for anybody listening, talk it out with somebody whose opinion you truly value. I have my husband and and I tell you what, I use him as a sounding board and he and at the end of it I'm like, "Thank you." And he's like, "I didn't say anything." And I'm like, "Just the fact of me being able to really just to hear it said out loud, I'm like, I know what to do now." So speak it out loud to somebody else, somebody whose opinion you value, or if you pray, speak it to God. Just don't murmur it to the devil, okay? He doesn't need to know where to get you. Speak it out in a positive way to somebody that's going to receive it and hopefully can do something about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I like that you also were talking about defining your goals because I talk about that actually in my SLAY program. One of the things that I tell people right away is what's your guiding vision? What's your goal? Um, I, a lot of times when I'm helping people negotiate through crisis, I realize that they're, they don't haven't even stopped to think about what their goals are because all they're doing is pointing the finger at the other side at how bad it is. You know, they did this and how are they getting away with that? And why is this happening to me? And this is so unfair. They don't, they haven't stopped to go, what do I want? Where are we going? Um, it, because they've, they're just in, in crisis mode. So I love right. the fact that you're saying, right. hey, let's think about your goals. Where do you want to go with this? Mm-hmm. Because you can't set that GPS unless you've actually figured out where you're going. Right. And then you'll. Right. And then you'll stay back in the cesspool with, with the monsters and the scary thing. You know, you, you either pivot on purpose or pivot on pain. Um, and I know I've been in crisis I, for years. I I was just in that pain point and, and wanted revenge and just, you know, that gets you nowhere, okay? Pivot with purpose. And then, um, because then that defines, okay, I, you're eventually gonna come out. The thing about the valley, it doesn't go down... T- it's not a black hole. You eventually hit the bottom and then you start climbing back up. Stop digging the hole deeper than it needs to be and look at where you want to go. You're eventually going to come out of this. I went through a divorce and I can remember the mediator looked at me and he's like, I know this is very raw right now, but one of these times you're going to, this is going to come up to you, this whole relationship, everything that happened, and you're going to look at it with as much dispassion and whatever as you look at that doorknob handle. And I'm like, never going to happen. You know what? He was right. And it didn't take all that long because I suddenly realized pain has a shelf life. And if I don't feed it, it can't stay. Okay. So, so realize that you're going to come out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've been there too. And I've been in situations where I think, what did I do to you? I was, I, I was nothing but good to you. I was nothing but kind. Why is this happening to me? You know, and, but you can't, 
that's a victim mentality. And if right. you are in that victim right. mentality, you can't be in creation mode. You can't be in positive mode. You can't be, you know, doing good things for yourself or for others. I mean, you, because you can't be in both places at once. Right. Right. But you can learn from it. Remember, even if you tangle with a narcissist, you get really smart. And then remember, there's lots of them out there. So then you get to be wise counsel to somebody else. And trust me, you don't have to make this mistake more than once. So you get, you get more confident in your skin. You get more discerning. You get more wisdom. So that's why I tell people, um, you know, it, it's not on you who they are. You just happened into the orbit and, um, you're not a bad person. Don't beat yourself up because you were trusting or forgiving. Never beat yourself up for that. But, realize, thank God you finally saw it for what it is. And let's move on because you don't want to just stay the whole rest of your life. When my father passed away, like one day before he died, he shared with me his upbringing and how horrific it was. Just shared it with me. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, I don't have to be ashamed of that anymore. So he care. we all walk around and carry these wounds, but he did not tell me about it. He did not want that to define him. And so bad stuff happens to good people. Good things happen to bad people. It is what it is. All right. So you get to choose your mindset, your resiliency, and you get to choose who you have in your life. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so powerful. So um, tell us, you've written eight books. Which one of the books might be best for people who are dealing with negotiating with narcissists? Ooh, well, I would really say probably the best one that I would talk to people about is my latest one, Spark, that came out. And it's Five Essentials to Ignite the Greatness Within. Because remember, what all I can do is me and the pure form I get to me, the, that ignition, that singular focus, that persistence, and then uh, the advocates, the resources and knowledge. When you really dial in your best version of yourself, you're going to be on the path so far. You're not going to be thinking about who, who did what to you, you know, even six months ago. So I would say spark is really good because it helps you get into the truest version of you and how you uh, get clarity on your vision how you stay persistent, and then the tools that are going to need to help you navigate uh, unfolding the best oh, version fantastic. of you. Fantastic. And I'm going to, I've been trying to uh, keep keep up with taking notes here with all of the books that you've mentioned, because I want to put them all in the, in the show notes. We'll make sure that we get them all into the show notes, um, because you, you, you mentioned some fantastic books here. So I will put all of those in and, um, where can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Absolutely. We'll come on over to, to tremendousleadership.com. That's where we have all our books. You know, we're a publishing house too. If we have any aspiring authors out there, you know, our niche is really personal development. So anything um, related to motivation or uh, leadership, even sales, communication, all that stuff is wonderful. Tremendousleadership.com has all our stuff. And then for my speaking and my online courses, you can go over to tracycjones.com and we answer every email. And uh, if you sign up, you get two free weeks of tremendous ebooks, some great reading material. And, uh, we'd love to connect with yes, everybody. And I just there. want to make sure that I mentioned that it's Tracy E Y. Um, yeah. so it's, it's yeah. Tracy with an E Y C Jones.com and then tremendousleadership.com. So, and we will make sure that we have both of those links in the show notes as well. And, um, 
I am so excited. I mean, I feel like you and I could talk for hours because it's just great stuff. Everything you say is so powerful. And, and I love that you're able to like punch it right to the point. And so if anybody is thinking that they might need some additional um, help with some of their skills, follow Tracy, reach out to Tracy, use Tracy. She's a tremendous pun intended, um, resource. And, um, I'm so grateful for you and for having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rebecca. And thanks for everything. Thank you, Rebecca. And thanks for everything you're doing for all those people out there. You really help them with the healing and helping people get clarity too. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life. Thank you.